Hello and welcome back to Toast with Fiction Theatre. This is episode 11. It's called Life After Birth. It was written by Hayley Bristol and performed by Colin Little and Charlie Graham, narrated by Cameron McGarver. Before we get to the episode though, just a couple of quick notes. Toast Fiction have a new show on the 13th of May. It's called Fools on a Hill. It's a comedy. It was the first, very first episode of the podcast, but it's been extended to a full, uh, full-length script. And it's on the 13th of May at the Beacon Arts Centre at 8 o'clock. Tickets are £12, £10. You can get them from the Beacon Arts Centre website or call 01475 723 723. The digital version of the Toasted Fiction book, a collection of very short stories that nobody asked for, is also now available. You can head straight to www.toastedfiction.com to get your copy there. So, without further ado, here's Life After Birth, written by Hayley Bristol and performed by Colin Little and Charlie Graham, narrated by Cameron McGarver. Enjoy! Week 36, womb. A dark, cramped space. The walls of the womb are salmon pink in colour, but shadowy. There are few pockets of space. Sounds of heartbeats, too. Unborn twin boys inhabit the space and are the only clearly visible things. One brother occupies the right, Patrick, and the other, the left, Stuart. Stuart is sleeping. Patrick is waking up, wriggling slightly. Muffled sounds can be heard. Voices, male, dad, and female, mum. These are coming from somewhere outside the womb. Do you have everything? Is everything in the bag? Yes, yes. Are you positive? Yes. Have you phoned your mother? Patrick wriggles slightly. He stretches his legs as far as the tiny space he has will let him and pulls them back into place. Patrick is beginning to wake. Hey, hey, wake up, man. Patrick kicks Stuart awake. <coughs> oh, what's where you put that thing, man? I'm sorry, I, I just thought of something. I want you to know what you think. Well, I've actually been thinking a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And you know. Yeah, every time I look at you, you've got this painful look in your face. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Well, I'll just not bother telling you then. Great. Can I go back to sleep now? No. no. <coughs> You can't go back to sleep. I want to tell you. I, I want to tell you. Well, hurry up then. I, uh, well, uh, oh, I don't know. For God's sake, will you just spit it out? You're just going to laugh at me. Look, you're taking up a valuable amount of my sleep time here. And if, I, if you don't spit it out, I swear I will take that cord and I will yeah, wrap it All right, it all right. Do you think there's life 
after birth. <laughs> what? Do you think there's life after no, birth? I heard what you said. I just, I just meant, what are you on about? I, I was just thinking, you know, that there's got to be something. I don't know, maybe. But why do you care? I just, I don't know, I, I mean, it's not long now, it could happen any day. What, Jules? Birth! Oh, yeah. Well? Well what? Well, what do you think? I think you think too much about things we can't understand. I don't think that you think enough at all. If there is something after this, then you are going to be the stupid one. Stuart kicks Patrick. Ouch! Hey, don't do that! No, no, no you don't like it, do you? Mm. Mm, hurts, doesn't it? Have you really never thought that there might be, you know, something after this? Right. I'll bite. What's the matter, son? Well, look at this place. It's cramped. It's dark. It's a bit soggy. Mm -hmm. It's warm. There's nothing other than you here to annoy us. Okay. I'll give you the warm thing. But have you ever um heard things? Things. What things? Well, well, well I, I'm not really sure that what they're like exactly, but it, it sounds like when me and you talk, like like sounds like talking, but I can't make out what it is they're saying, and it sounds different from me and you, like deeper and louder. I, and sometimes it sounds like like when you shout at me, and then other times it sounds like happy and fun. So, what you're saying is that you hear voices. You know, what's wrong with you is no small thing. Whatever. I know what I heard. The two boys pause, looking around their small enclosed world. They look up to the pink shady wall above them and two umbilical cords squash together and follow the cords down the middle, slightly to the back of the boys which lead to where their belly buttons will be. Patrick twangs Stuart's cord. Stuart grabs it away from him. Patrick stares at Stuart while he continues to look around. He's having another idea. Patrick moves his hand to his mouth, tapping his fingers against it, still staring at Stuart. again. What is it? Well, I was just wondering, thinking about what I'd have done differently. What do you mean differently? Yeah, like, if we could do this whole time thing here again, what I'd do differently.
might do. A few hours later, Patrick is awake, fidgeting, staring at a sleeping Stuart. He begins to nudge him again. Stuart responds with wriggling and groaning. Patrick gives his brother a swift kick and he wakens abruptly. Stuart with a furrowed brow, looking angry. Uh, can you stop doing that? Right? It's really sore. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's just, well, well, I've been thinking again and, well, I know what I would do. Enlighten me. Well, I think that we should, and hear me out, I think we should swap sides. You've lost your mind. Well, it's just you've always been on that side, and I've always been on this side, so let's change it up. Let's live a little. Ah, and there's probably a good reason for that. I mean, have you looked around you recently? I always look around. Uh-huh. Well, you may have noticed that there is not exactly much space. Right? And if you haven't noticed that, then you're a bigger idiot than you look. Switch sides. <laughs> You have lost it, all right? I absolutely lost it. And uh, if you don't mind, I think I'm going to go back to get some sleep. Sleep? All you ever do is sleep. Well, that's what we're supposed to do. All right, I mean, look, and for the last 266 of those sleeps, I've had to put up with your thinking, nudging and kicking and constant bothering. All right, just let us enjoy however long or many more sleeps you've got in here and just to deal with whatever comes next when it happens, all right? You might want to sit about and be stuck in this stupid position, but I'm fed up. Well, if this is it, are you really telling me that you're happy with what you've done or not done, as I should say? Good night, brother. Patrick screws up his face angrily. He begins to wriggle and push into his brother's space. Come on, right? What are you doing? Patrick is pushing and wriggles harder, moving his brother from his side. It is a struggle and very clumsy. Both brothers pushing and fighting against each other. Patrick, who is now on the left, is smiling with excitement, looking down and around him in his new position. Oh, we did it! We did it! Stuart, now on the right, however, has become trapped by his umbilical cord, which has wrapped itself around his neck with all the movement. Stuart struggles, trying to wriggle out of his situation. Patrick looks across at his brother. His smile turns to shock as he stops celebrating. His mouth opens widely. Oh, oh no, no, what have I done? Stuart is gasping for air. Patrick begins to try to help his brother get untangled by trying to get his hands under the umbilical cord and pulling it. However, Stuart is wriggling too much and his hands slip. They wriggle and bang against the sides of their space frantically. Stuart is beginning to slow down as the sound of his heartbeat slows and slows. Patrick's heartbeat becomes faster and panicked. Time is running out. Suddenly, a white, bright white light appears. It is small to begin with and pierces through into the space. The light becomes bigger as if a zip is being opened from left to right. Patrick is startled by the light and stops what he is doing. 
and turns his head to see what it is. What the? As he looks out into the blinding light, hands enter the space and grab Patrick. As he's pulled out of his space, he struggles and wriggles with all his might, trying to resist and stay with his helpless brother. No, 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 wait, 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 my brother, my brother. His efforts are useless and he's pulled from his brother and into the light. Bright white light engulfs the scene around a silhouette of a large head, a doctor. Patrick can faintly make out eyes looking down at him with the rest of his face covered by a surgical mask and hat. We hear a ringing sound. This is what Patrick is hearing. What the? Oh. Oh, you're big. <laughs> why, why is your, your mouth and your head all covered up? It's a boy. I could have told you that without the unnecessary touching. <laughs> we hear the snipping of the umbilical cord. That is disgusting! <laughs> this is not what I imagined that it was after birth at all. Patrick is wrapped up, taken to a washing station where he is washed. Oh, cold! Oh, oh my God, that's cold! Very cold! Very cold! He is pulled from the water and wrapped up tightly in a blue blanket as the doctor carries him out of the room. Oh, that's, that's a bit better. I, I, um, I can't move my arms, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse me! Giant! Uh, this, this thing's a little tight. I, 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 I can't move my arms. Uh, excuse me, I can't understand a word I'm saying. Brilliant, brilliant. The next stage of life involves a lower stage of life form. <laughs> Why is everything so backwards? They enter another room. Babies are crying. Oh, oh I hear voices like mine. Oh. oh, that actually does sound crazy, doesn't it? Patrick is placed down in a crib. The doctor lingers for a moment and removes his mask. The doctor smiles at him and walks away. Oh, that thing was ugly. <laughs> oh. What is this place? Oh. He was right. It was warm in there. Safe, cosy. Just the right amount of soggy. <laughs> My brother. <laughs> quick, quick, I, someone, someone, I, I need to get out of here. My brother, he's a, he, he needs me. Yeah, someone, please help, help. I need to help him, he's trapped. I, I, Oh no, not, not now, no, I, I need to help him, I can't, I can't sleep now, I, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't sleep now. A few hours later, Patrick's eyes begin to open up, the bright white light seems less blinding, he is being held. As his eyes open fully, he sees two large faces staring down at him, making noises and faces, mum and dad. Patrick stares at them for a moment. Oh, 
Mark. He brings his eyes down to look just past Dad. There is an empty crib. A blue blanket identical to the one he wears is draped over the sides. He stares at it. His tiny eyes begin to fill. No. He looks up at his mum and dad. They look down at him with a gentle, emotional smile. As he starts to whimper, he hears the sounds of footsteps entering the room. He looks across. Patrick watches the doctor who's standing over the empty crib with his back to us. Patrick stares at him. Doctor turns around. Patrick watches him, looking at his face without the mask and hat on as he moves closer to the bed. Doctor is looking at Patrick's straight face for a moment, then smiles and looks down. A baby's cry is heard. Patrick looks down as the doctor delivers Stuart into the arms of Dad, who sits on the left side of Mum. As the boys talk, let's imagine the adults in the room can only hear baby noises. They look at the boys while they converse with love and happiness and listen to their little noises. Stuart stops crying. They look at each other for a moment and smile to each other with a sense of relief. I, I thought oh no. It's gonna take a lot more than you and that to get rid of me, brother. I'm I'm I'm, I'm so sorry. if I had known that, that could happen, I'd I'd have I never made it's fine. It's fine. You were right, you know. All I ever done was sleep. And if if there wasn't anything after birth, then I'd have had a pretty lousy existence. Uh, yeah, it's good to mix things up a bit. Well, I did all right then. Mm. Maybe next time you have an idea, though, make sure both of us can get out of it without nearly dying. Deal? Deal. Have you noticed how insanely alike we both look? I was just thinking that! <laughs> They don't have a clue what they've let themselves in for. <laughs> Stuart smiles cheekily. Patrick returns the same cheeky grin. Thanks for listening to another episode of Toasted Fiction Theatre. That was episode 11, written by Hayley Bristol, called Life After Birth, performed by Colin Little, Charlie Graham, and narrated by Cameron McGarver. Be sure to check out all things Toasted Fiction at toastedfiction.com, including the digital copy of Toasted Fiction, a collection of very short stories that nobody asked for, and all other info of upcoming shows, such as Fools on a Hill, which is on the 13th of May at 8 o'clock at the Beacon Arts Centre in Greenock. Get your tickets now, and hopefully see you there. Bye.